I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work. We are in John chapter 4 today. Um, before we get started, do you guys remember in the movie Ratatouille where the chef says, anyone can cook? That's how I feel about discipleship. Anyone can share the good news, even if you're a little sewer rat. Um, sorry, that's dumb, but okay, a quick recap. We saw Jesus perform the first of many miracles, turning water into wine. He had that talk with Nicodemus about being born again, and it's emphasized throughout that anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Some context for today. I'm just going to read this from my study Bible because it explains it really well. The Samaritans had a long history of conflict with the Jews. A first century reader would not have expected Jesus to acknowledge the Samaritan woman, much less speak to her. Yet Jesus reached beyond culturally accepted norms to invite this woman to believe him, to believe in him. Okay, chapter four. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his, animal, and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that Jews insist that Jerusalem is only the place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter where, whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will, ex he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Then his, dis his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to, the, to a woman, but none of them had, her had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her, or why are you talking to her? 
The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvests, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvests. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, so they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yet the, Gal the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come to Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he, is in, he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. Some things that stuck out to me today were in 4-6 where it says Jesus was tired from the long walk and sat wearily. He was tired. It just reminded me that Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. He understands us because he felt the same things we do. He understands whatever it is you're going through and literally feels your pain. Another thought was from verse 14 where it says, But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. God created us with a thirst for him that only he can satisfy. Verse 23, But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. So the question I'll leave you with is, what does this look like for you? What does it mean to worship God in spirit and in truth? Thank you, God, for providing us yourself as a well to drink from so that we will never thirst again. We have tasted what the world can offer, and it does not satisfy. Only you can satisfy. Give us strength to pour out your love to others, that we would not merely be consumers of your word, but that we could share what we learn and be living testimonies of your transformative grace. 
I pray that you would help each of us push past cultural and societal norms to share the hope of Jesus Christ in our families, workplace, anywhere we find ourselves. Let it be because we are led by you and we are obedient to your calling. You call each and every one of us to go and tell of who you are. Help us do that. Show us what that looks like and how to use our individual gifts you've given to grow your kingdom. Thank you for seeing me, knowing me, and loving me still. In Jesus' name, amen.